Hello and welcome to Hardy Party at Five and a Half. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good, Rebecca. Hey, do you remember that time that I wrote that rap for the baseball team? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I told them if they went like, what was it? Like their record had to be a certain number record yeah. that I would write this little silly little rap for them and like try to pinpoint all of them. Well, I mean, I am not any kind of singer songwriter, definitely not a songwriter, but I do like to dabble in the spoofs a little bit. Can I pause you just a second? Mm. I think this is a moment where I'm going to have to put that video in of your rant. Oh, okay. Drop okay. it right here. That's right there. Jay seems to always have a smile on his face, but we're wondering if he got the sign to steal another face. <laughs> Garrett moves around like a little stick of dynamite, dropping back and digging, and this boy has got a lot of fight. Dropping those knees to block those pitches. Hopefully, Corgan won't split his britches. He stops a lot of pitches with his shoulders so wide. And when he goes to hit, he really gives the ball a ride. Connor is our lead-off hitter. He forgets a lot of stuff, but he's still not a quitter. He plays a lot of positions because he's got mad skills. You think I'm kidding? Uh, no. I'm for real. At our house, we call Reed Ninja Hands. He's making lots of plays, and he's got a lot of fans. Any day, now he's going to hit a dinger. He even played with us with a broken finger. They call him Coco Chris, and some call him Ming Ming. Inside the park, Grand Slams make him sing, sing. He's kind of hard-headed, but we like him a lot. And when he hits the ball, he really likes the sweet spot. Micah is a student and a learner of the game. His pitching is going to bring him lots of fame. When he runs the bases, he has to say hi because he is our resident social butterfly. <laughs> Alex is forever the coach's son. He takes it all in stride, but sometimes it's not much fun. He's scooping up the ball. He's making lots of plays. Some people even call him Lil Bell Trite. Devin pitches fastballs like he's dropping it hot. The batters wonder if they should swing or not. He's throwing out K's and he's picking off the runner. The other teams are learning. You don't mess with the thunder. Okay, hey, good job. Well, Thank you. You were flowing on that one, Rebecca. I, I particularly like the backup dancers. Art and I were really, you were getting we it. brought the whole That's scene right. together. Yes, I yeah. spent some time on that. One song, like one, it wasn't really a song, but one, yeah. It was a song. Okay, what yeah. song? I cannot imagine sitting down to just write an album like that would take me five years. I don't even understand <laughs> that. That that tells you right there that I'm like not actually just gifted with this. Yeah. But our guest today is extremely gifted with this. These lyrics to the songs he writes are so touching. He's very thoughtful in his processes. I, I love some of the things he talks about today in our interview with David Tribble. You are going to really enjoy this. Waking up to you. Waking up to you Waking up to you You're my morning coffee The stars in my eyes Well, thank you for waking up early and taking time <laughs> to talk to Hardy Party at Five and a Half. We're excited to chat with you today. Oh, happy, happy to be here. Thank you. And I've been up a while. I don't sleep late anymore, so that doesn't happen. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe down the road, but yeah. I'm not worried about I, it. I am much more of a morning person than Scott is. Yeah, he, you are. He would rather do a late night podcast, and I'm like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to have that balance, though. My <laughs> my ten year old is a morning person, uh, and I'm like, you know, you're a morning person, and no one else is. Yeah, so yeah. Just kind of understand that dynamic. Uh, yeah, be, be kind to the rest of us, please. Yeah, yeah, because you're yeah. up like. I mean, it's it's nuts. I'm like, how, how long have you been up? You know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, so, anyways, we just want to jump right in and talk to you about all things music because we've been listening to you for quite a while now and got to see you at a couple different places that yeah. we've been um, just always enjoying your music. So, tell us about you growing up. Like, what was it like growing up in your house? Were you guys a musical family? Did you were you all always about instruments and music? Uh, no, I was just a big kid who wanted to play outside. I didn't want to sit down and focus on anything unless it had like, you know, outside involved or a ball or a bike or dirt or something. Uh, so no, music came really late in my life. Um, but I think I think it came from stemming, just needing a way to express myself and uh yeah. You know, I think that's something that we all have to kind of find a way to do, right? It's a healthy way to do. And, um, you know, I come from a split home when my parents were about se in seventh grade. I would, you know, my parents split up and so I was back and forth doing doing the, the weekend thing. And I was jumped, I was in and out of schools. I, I left my high school when I was in ninth grade for about a year and a half. And then I went back. And wow. so it was kind of this huge, giant gap hole yeah. of my friendship that just wasn't established and so anyway I started to journal my feelings and I was just like writing down whatever came to my mind as soon as possible when I got you know a chance when I was younger and in high school and so for me writing came first yeah okay which which is really a cool part of my story because I didn't know how to play the guitar I turned it down when I was a kid I mean my, my parents you know tried to get me lessons and piano even and I had no interest oh, really and and even learning like the simplest songs like go to the zoo you know uh, <laughs> so, so uh, I didn't care how many stickers I got it didn't matter I just did not want to sit there and do it and um so writing came first and I started journaling started expressing myself that way and some days it would just scribble you know I mean it was just a it was just a way to yeah physically express and uh, then when I was about 17 18 I learned how to play the guitar my stepdad had a had a I think it was a a Honda guitar or a, or a Tokyo guitar it was like this old like piece of junk guitar but and he had a book he had a book and I was like I'm gonna teach myself a few chords I feel like this is the time for me to do that and uh so I mean honestly that's kind of where it came from that's how the two things com came combined together and then I, I started writing writing songs pretty soon after that that's so cool so like what are your earliest like earliest bands that you like started to fall in love with anything that you stands out as like the young ones you used to listen to uh, i think i was a huge goo goo dolls fan oh <laughs> okay. uh, yeah goo goo dolls were, were yeah, quite, that's their, funny. quite my jam and switchfoot was okay. another one Mm -hmm. uh, I remember we would wake up to Kim 6A, which is a song of theirs. Every morning when I was in college, I'd be like, yo, we're waking up to this. And my, my roommate was like a football <laughs> player. And he was like, what is this? I was like, dude, don't worry. You'll like it. You know, it'll wake us up. Because he was yeah. not a person either. Yeah. Um, and so, 
Yeah, so those are some of the early on bands. I mean, I, I listened to the Wallflowers uh, CD. Like, I remember the, like one of the first CDs I listened to was that one, like over and over and over again. I'd be doing like model cars, and I'd just be listening to Wallflowers, and I was like <laughs> the happiest kid ever. <laughs> My dad introduced me to like ZZ Top and Boston and stuff like that. Like he would give me cassette tapes and stuff. He's like, hey. Yeah. You know, some of these songs are pretty good. And I was like, all right, cool. We'll check it out. So <laughs> that's awesome. have a huge influence in music in my life. Um, and that's kind of probably stems from the fact that I'm pretty much not trying to emulate anyone else in, yeah. in, in music. And, and, and because I don't really know how to, you know, I mean, yeah. it's just more of an innocent approach to my music because I just, I don't, I didn't listen to a lot of music. I, I don't like have music that I run to to go listen to when I when I just I don't I mean it's just not what I do as a musician yeah. I, I am I come at it from a very organic and original direction yeah. so yeah so when did that turn into like church like church playing at churches because that's obviously where we met you uh, was playing at our in our youth group area yeah. so when did well, that when did that move into that so it all kind of shifted like right around when I was graduating high school and going into college so uh, you know I stayed junior college for a couple of years and uh, and then I went to Stephen F. Austin and then once I got to Stephen F. Austin I got involved with the church and uh, the church was really open to having musicians play and whether you were I mean they would even let me get on the big like on in Sunday mornings and like there was these little cubbies where you could sit and you could play whatever instrument you wanted to you could play guitar you could play like a trumpet I mean but you weren't plugged in right it was more oh, like you okay. just and it was just a Baptist church. I mean, it was just, but I remember getting up there and playing like guitar and like, like just picking around in my own little world. I mean, while the, the worship was going on and stuff. So yeah. it was a cool like intro to just having the, the confidence to be like, Hey, I'm going to get in front of people and play, you know? Yeah. And not really worrying about the outcome. And then I would also do that for the worship band. Uh, the friend of mine uh, was a worship leader. He's like, yeah, man, you can come on stage unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> and play guitar just to be a body you know up there and um, yeah. I was like all right cool yeah so you know he gave me that chance to to learn the songs and just get up there and and figure out how that works and then one day he just said hey I'm not going to be there uh so you're going to leave worship today yeah and that, that was a rough day uh, <laughs> I struggled through it all but you know that was my first introduction into worship just being able to uh, leave worship and, yeah. and say, okay, this is it. You know, like so it's, all, it's all, you know, yeah. this is what worship leading is, you know? And, uh, yeah. and so uh, that's kind of how that got going. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then uh, I think after that, I didn't, I didn't leave worship again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I led worship again after that. Um, that was one of those things I kind of, I kind of developed as I, as time went on, uh, finding different opportunities and stuff. And, and, you know, fast forward, you know, 10, 10 years or so I've, I've been leading worship on and off, you know, so oh, that's crazy. Thank you. So, part of my journey. Our oldest son, Drew, you know, who Drew is, he yeah. plays guitar and has played, he played other instruments and so forth too, but he went to Colorado when he first got up there, he's visiting all these churches. And I mean, there's not a lot of big 
Baptisty type churches up there. It's been some small churches. Yeah. And he visited a church one Sunday and walked in, and he's you know he's six four. He's wearing a bright orange shirt because he went to Oklahoma State, and he's not he he's eye catching. Yeah, he doesn't fit in. Yeah, the yeah. pastor <laughs> just, the pastor beelines towards him and just has a five minute conversation with him before church starts. Figures out he's a music major and speaks the music language, and mm-hmm. uh, the guy says so have you ever led worship? And Drew was like, yeah, I was actually in a worship band in, um, in, in Oklahoma. And he goes, Oh, so you play the keys. He said, yeah, I can play the keys. He said, can you play today? Whoa. <laughs> Drew was like, sure. What's the set? Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad he said yes. That's so cool. <laughs> so Drew, I said, you, you visited a church and on the first day you also led worship there. <laughs> he was like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And I guess their worship team, I mean, it was kind of during COVID time. So there might've been some, you know, illness or something, who knows they weren't there, but the the pastor actually played the guitar. Drew played the keys with him. Drew doesn't really sing. So the pastor led most of it, but he was cracking me up about that. That's funny. Yeah. I didn't know he was in the worship at all. I I just guess I missed that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he he started a little band at their church. Yeah. So now he's in Colorado. He's a rap guide yeah. on a river. So he. Oh wow. Yeah, he, he. I don't even know if he has his. He sleeps in a tent most of the time. I think he has a guitar. I with think him. he has his guitar in his yeah. tent. Yeah. Oh man, what a life! I bet <laughs> yeah. he loves it. Yeah, he loves it. Man. I want to go back to just something you said about your journaling and all that. I think it speaks to youth because we kind of forget because we're older. It's like. All youths go through that time where you're confused, either it could be depression. And I just love that how you just talked us through, you found a healthy way to get through that because every youth feels that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's something as simple as putting your phone down and writing it on paper. You know, right, I, mean, yeah. I didn't have the phone issue, right? I didn't have yeah. that distraction. But uh, the Lord was kind of working in me through that because he knew how important that was going to be later on. Right. I mean, you don't know when what he's working on and when he what he's doing, but, you know, he's, he's usually always working, you know. And yeah. so that's uh, something. Uh, and my faith was it was it didn't grow a whole lot until I got into college and started kind of meeting people that that showed me who the Lord was, you know, outside of. The youth groups and stuff because i did all that i went all, all the camps and I, I was in the youth groups and stuff so yeah. i mean and sometimes yeah i mean you don't know you don't know what these kids are dealing with and right uh and, and you never know what's gonna you know trigger them to be like oh yeah that makes sense yeah i'll just write it down on paper you know and, yeah um, or i'll just you know whatever um but yeah uh <laughs> just a crazy simple way for me to to express and write down mumble process mumble. process all those feelings you're having too. Yeah. mumbling just mumbling on paper <laughs> yeah. and doodling and I'm, I'm a doodler you know so that that's kind of i can i like to doodle but <laughs> okay so we want to talk about you're a singer songwriter so you write all your songs and i was thinking of okay what's what's the what's your creative process and i thought of phil collins because that's one of my favorites and okay. I've, I've seen interviews with him and he says he'll just get at the piano. He'll come up with a rhythm or something or a melody and he'll later on, he'll figure out the, what the words are to that. So yeah. what's like your technique when you sit down to write a song? So I think, I think you can come at, I think you can come out a few different ways to get my dog out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
but like this morning and it was it's kind of funny as i did read your question i was like i'm not i mean i don't have a specific way but more and more more and more i realize when i pick up the guitar and just start strumming and uh i get a way better feel of where i'm headed with the song but honestly words probably come to me first which is isn't that big of a surprise considering that's how it started for me right yeah. i was just i was just sitting in my chair thinking i put my mind in a pole position and i just thought i'm gonna write a song about that and and i did and i just thought how important it is for us to to just be aware of our mind and where it's at you know yeah. uh, because i think i think if we start with our mind then our body will follow kind of thing so anyway yeah. to answer your question i just, i feel like words come to me and they come to me in church a lot so i'll write them on my phone <laughs> uh, so just just like phrases man you know phrases and then I, once i pick up the guitar i kind of have a feel of where i want the song to go whether it's you know it's a happy song or a fast song or a slow song or a ballad or something like that and then i can kind of pick up the guitar and just kind of go that direction with it you know because um, yeah. this song was kind of like kind of emotional and kind of like dark, but, but happy. So I started on a minor chord, you know? And so it just made sense. And anyway, yeah. I posted on my Instagram this morning, honestly, because I just really thought it was <laughs> a good song and it spoke to me and I need yeah. to be better about sharing those little moments like that because that's Absolutely. kind of like, yeah. what it's for. Yeah. So what was the first, do you remember the first song you wrote? And you dude i do remember the first song i wrote but i can't find it anywhere i'm oh, really yeah. mad. i mean I'm, I'm i've been around for a minute so uh yeah. probably parch, parchment paper by now but uh, scroll was, somewhere and you gotta find the scroll i'm pretty sure the name of it was heart of smiles yeah heart of which smiles. is a horrible name and i would never want to release a song called heart of smiles but it was written in blue ink i remember i wrote it in blue ink on a piece of paper in my spiral notebook i remember that i can see it like right now and i oh, had, some, scribbles, yeah. had some scribbles and it was my first song man i wrote in my mom's house when i was living with her out there with my stepdad and it was pretty soon after i started kind of learning how to play the guitar so that was the heart of smiles yeah that's so <laughs> that's funny. awesome it's a shame you can't find that and frame it <laughs> yeah oh man i know i wish i could <laughs> but yeah. after that gosh uh I can't remember. I mean, I started recording songs after that, like pretty, you know, and once I I got through like being single and I got married, I started learning how to record songs. Before yeah. that, I just, I didn't have any clue. I still don't, but I mean, it's, it's just more about like direction, I think, so. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I, I think it's such a gift and such a talent. The only thing I can do is write spoofs. I love to write spoof songs, like yeah, changing okay. lyrics to, but have to rhyme with the original lyric, you know, like it is, it's fun for me, but it's nothing. Oh, okay. the weird Al. Yeah, the weird Al of, yeah. Yes. A 52 year old woman. Um, so. <laughs> well, I'd be interested to hear those. But that, that, what you have is like an incredible gift and talent. So mm -hmm. uh, anyway, so you get to perform a lot locally here in the DFW area. What what do you like about performing live? Okay. Yeah, and I like that question. And because, I mean, there's no better thing to me than playing live. And I mean, I think what I thrive on a lot of times is just unpredictability of, oh, of yeah. live settings yeah. i mean I'm, I'm no stranger to being uh caught off guard or in a moment where 
I didn't expect it. I mean, I don't know a stranger, you know what I mean? I'm that kind of person. It's my personality. So uh, if I can get really, really relaxed when I'm playing live, then, I mean, it's just a lot of fun, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's music is, is what I love so much and, and being able to share that and stuff like that. It just, it just fires me up and uh, the moments that can, that, that can occur through music and, and the way it hits you. I mean, it's just, there's nothing like it. So yeah. to just have a little piece of that, you know, and it just, it is it's super inspiring. I'm so blessed and I'm, any chance I get, I just realize it's just an opportunity for something really cool to happen, and I'm yeah. here for it, you know? Yeah, it's probably really good energy to yeah. be around that. Anything crazy ever happen? Like a little kid come up to you or anything? Somebody unplug your stuff? <laughs> no, I think I've unplugged my own stuff before. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I don't. I don't really have a whole lot of like crazy yeah. stories. Yeah, I mean, stories. I think I started the, the song in the wrong key a few times at Reese oh, Prayer yeah. Baptist Church when I was there <laughs> uh, back in the day. But I mean, it's just, I don't, yeah. I don't have a lot of what crazy stories. What do you do stories. when you do that? Do you start over or do you just write it out and see if you can hit those notes? <laughs> I think I stopped and started over. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> everyone was like, if you don't play in the wrong key, we're not going to know what key you're in, you know? Like, so. <laughs> oh, you had other people key. playing with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We we That's were practicing. Cool. We we played with the whole band, and so I, I had to kind of like eat it, yeah. you know, kind of like oh, yeah. Man, yeah. I, I, it I was me. It was me. <laughs> yeah. It was me. This guy right here. That's yeah. why I'm in the back. You see. Um, so but, take us to the studio. Like you, you're talking about how you love live performing. Take us to the studio. What's that all about? It seems like a totally different animal in the studio. Then it is, and the, the studio used to be pretty intimidating. Yeah. Um And, and I had I've had I've had trouble like capturing truly who I am in a studio because of that. And, um, you know, I think that's something that people, it takes some people a little longer than others, but, uh, I think what I've learned from that is to do it a little more natural for me instead of like doing everything, one thing at a time and layering it. Sometimes yeah. I just do one takers, which I've gotten pretty, pretty comfortable with doing so it's just sitting down with the microphone on the guitar and on uh, on the vocal and just letting the letting it be like a solo performance you know yeah. um and so those are those are moments that i really try to hone in on um i mean and this new album there's tons of layering there's tons of they call it comping and so you comp like a vocal you comp guitar and you put it all separately so you can tweak it individually that makes yeah. sense. So yeah. it can just sound super smooth and great. And, um, and so we did that and it sounds amazing. And, and, and I, I don't have anything against that, but there's something about the one takers that I'm super uh, in tune with. And we did three of those on the album. So there's three like acoustic -y kind of looser uh, tracks that I just love so much um, because that's just kind of what I do half the time uh, yeah. playing with myself. Uh, you know, and sing acoustic. So, yeah, cool. But but the studio is just it's just get out of your own head. You know, like yeah. just like seriously, uh, and just and, and enjoy the moment. I mean, there's so many other people in the studio, and so I think you can the more the more you can give, the more you get out of that. You know, that like you can just be so encouraging to everyone else, and then just you know when your time comes, you know, just you knock it out and have fun, and and like I said, get out of your head and. Yeah. And trust the process. I mean, I had a producer for this album and 
honestly, I didn't really second guess a whole lot that he did because I trusted him and I felt like that relationship that we had was just built on that trust. And, you know, I mean, when you ask someone to produce your album, you have to let go of some things. Yeah. You have to say, well, I'm going to let go of a little bit of the control and trust you and that you know me well enough to make make sure that it's yeah. the best version. So, and I think we nailed that. And that's um, awesome. So. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm sure that's very important to have a producer you can trust. And yeah, yeah. and with. exactly. And sometimes it's not, it doesn't work out that well. Sometimes right. I've worked with people where it's just been like, it just wasn't a great fit, you know? And I had to ride out that, that storm and yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe next, maybe next time I say, Hey, I, I'm just going to probably duck out, you know, and, yeah. and we're not right. going to finish this thing, but yeah, uh, oh, it's all a learning process. You know, all a learning process. Well, speaking of perfect fit, tell us about your wife, Erin. Oh man. How long have you guys been married? 14 years, July 3rd. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, July oh, 3rd. That's coming up, yeah. Okay, just right yeah, it's coming up. I got the trip planned already. Oh, good. Okay, good. good. No, no gifts or anything, but is we it got, a surprise or does she know about it? What's that? Is it a surprise or does she know about it? She knows about it. Uh, yeah, she knows. It. I don't surprise her anymore. Uh, <laughs> I surprised her in Mexico, and we almost like lost our lives i think so it was scary because we were in like a town that we didn't even know about and oh goodness it was like people with like you know guns just sitting out on the, on the entrance way <laughs> we were the only white people in the hotel oh, oh dear and it was the creepiest thing and we spent one <laughs> night and it was the worst experience and then we were like okay it doesn't matter how much money we're gonna go to a different resort and we found yeah. one with a whole bunch of like tourists you know yeah yeah and, but who booked the trip? I did. I booked exactly. the trip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was from one of those, like, remember those apps that give you discounts on trips back in the day? Yeah. yeah. Um, like Groupon or whatever, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was on from one of those, man. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, this is great. And then we, uh, it just got worse and worse. And we looked around and we were sitting in the lobby and we looked around and like, there was not a single American in there. Oh, and, wow. Uh, it was very uncomfortable. I mean, especially for my wife, because she, yeah. she, that's not her thing. Um, yeah. But no, no more <laughs> surprises. No more yeah, surprises. You, you got to make sure you run it by her now. Yeah, especially you. with yeah, two. Yeah, I'm fine. Especially with two girls from a mom. I would like to, I'm going to need to plan some things, you know, out yeah. for the children and all of that. So, yeah, I like surprises. So they enjoy that. Yeah. Trying to surprise dad. But me, me, no, not part of my bag. No. <laughs> so you have not to. Me. You have two girls, and how old are they? Ten and five. No, can you remind me, are both of them from the Miracle of Adoption? Uh, one of them. One of them is Miracle of Adoption. Harper is our uh, biological daughter. She's ten. And then Emberly is five, and she was adopted. Okay. From um, the, from local domestic? Gladney. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Gladney yeah. Adoption Agency. Yes. I don't yes. know if you know Drew is adopted, our oldest son. I didn't know that. Yeah, so we share what? that one. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Well, the last two podcasts I've done, someone, the other person giving the podcast has, has been, has adopted some. Uh, oh, child. yeah. That's, oh, that's cool. so cool. Yeah. What a yeah. cool thing. So you have Father's Day coming up. Are you prepared with your best dad jokes? So I, oddly enough, the pastor at my church, I'm, I'm leading worship just right down the road from you guys at South Burleson Baptist Church. Oh, okay. okay. Um, that's where I'm at right now. Just. Uh, helping them out uh it's been about eight months nine months or so um anyway he was like hey we're gonna tell some dad jokes on father's day 
let's let's go ahead and get some going and i i they had a list of a few and then i got some and like, yeah so you like these i like those and so yeah. i did a little uh contest on my on my instagram <laughs> um and see which one people like the most and honestly i think the one that people like the most i'm kind of looking it up is the one that says when does a joke become a dad joke I know the answer to this. You do know? I yes, know but that. I'm going to let him say it. I'm a dad and I don't know it. Yeah. When it becomes apparent. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a dad joke for sure. I got to write that one down. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one was, why was the fish blushing? Um, I also know this one, but I can't mm -hmm. remember. Yes. Uh, oh, my goodness. I don't Because it, it saw the ocean's bottom. Oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, those yeah. are some fun ones. Yeah. We had some, some fun looking those up. Yeah. Look yeah. Like that's those hilarious. I'm going to have to use those on Sunday. Oh, dear goodness. It'll be yeah. a little man. Yeah. <laughs> so, my favorite, my, and one of my favorites that no one really liked was uh, why does a dad who's going golfing take two pairs of socks? I don't know the answer to this one. Oh, gosh. I don't know. In case he gets a hole in one. Oh, wow. that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm a golfer, so that's why I like that one. Uh, no one else was a fan of that one, so I didn't make the cut. <laughs> that's funny. So you're, you have your latest song, Waking Up To You. It's dedicated to your daughters. What are you trying to convey to them with that song? What's the meaning behind it? Man, you know, I sat down with uh, Luke Wade was a guy as a friend of mine. He's a, he's a Fort Worth guy. He's from Fort Worth, and um, he lives in L.A. now. He was on L he was on The Voice. He he works for The Voice now. Um, so we had a little bit of a voice, you know, uh, thing in common since I was kind of part of it in 2014 or something like that. And anyway. So I just say, hey, man, you want to write? And and he, we made it happen in November last year. And he was like, let me, let me, let's, let's, what, what are you dealing with? What, what's, what's your life like? You know? So he tried to focus on me. He, he just got married probably four or five years ago and doesn't have any kiddos. So it was really selfless of him to be like, hey, man, let's write something for you. And uh, he knew I had an album coming out too. So, so the song is a really beautiful approach on how your kids inspire you to just be the best person you can be for them, um, not just for yourself, but but to shine a light for them as well. And so there's a lot of that sentiment um, and then showing them the way, you know, and teaching them how to dream. And, um, you know, they're, they're gonna learn how to walk, but you're gonna teach them how to run, things like yeah. that, you know? So uh, it's just a beautiful uh, approach to a song that we just were able to capture and, um, it's it's different, but it's it's not like hey, you need to just be better for your kids. It's not it's it's not like that. It just comes that it comes from a really cool uh, perspective, um, and the fact that you know you're waking up to your kids and waking up to uh, you know your life, and uh, and if kids are part of your life, then you know that's where it starts. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it should, and hopefully it does. I mean, parenting is a full time full time you know, gig, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, never ending. <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. 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 And that's what you sign up for, you know? And so, yeah, it's great. And that song comes out this week, right? Yeah. It comes out Friday. Yeah. Nice. And I, 
it's funny because I posted something on Instagram and I think it's kind of out in some areas. I don't, it's not, I don't think, cause there's a way you can get it out a little early yeah. uh, to, to the listeners. Uh, so anyway, I, if you dig around, you might find it now. <laughs> uh, somebody might've had some early uh, yeah. release uh, action. No, it wasn't me, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, for sure. It'll be out everywhere on Friday. Awesome. Um, Great. Excited to, to share it. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, before we close, I want to just, because being a singer-songwriter and you started, you know, a little after high school and all that, what would you say to someone, a younger guy or a younger girl that's wanting to do this? What's some advice you can give to them to become a singer-songwriter? Um, I think, you know, and I, I recently talked to, to a 13-year-old kid who's who's uh, doing this the kind of the same thing we're doing around Fort Worth. He's gigging. He's, he's, uh, I mean, he's writing songs. He said he learned to play guitar during COVID. Oh yeah. And he said he had like 200 songs he wrote. So I'm like, bro, man. Wow. Impressive. Right. Yeah. And so, so anyway, he was asked, he was asking me some things at my advice. And I, I just thought at the end of the day, as a songwriter, the most important thing is to write good music. I think that's, I mean, and, so, because if you have good music, when your time comes or when, you know, things fall your way, then I think having good music is, is the ultimate goal for you to be able to share that. Um, I mean, in my case, I think it's about endurance. <laughs> um, you know, I had to kind of wait for my time, you know, I had to be patient, I had to, I had to make sure the people that were a part of this journey were also uh, on board with what with my dreams and with what I wanted to do. And if it wasn't the right time, it wasn't the right time. And uh, I think, you know, the Lord gave me patience and enough to fill my plate for the time being to get to this point. And then when my wife said, Hey, let's just see if this, this can work as a musician, as full time. Can you, can you play enough shows yeah. to provide? And I mean, here we are about a year and a half later. Yeah. And it went, God has just blessed the road and yeah. opened doors. And I've just, and so, but also I've made contacts and connections. Yeah. And so making those connections, endurance, and just, and just making good music, man. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. stuff that you're proud of, stuff, stuff that you want to stick around for a long time, stuff that you want to share with your kids. I mean, those, those songs matter, you know? Yeah. That's such good advice because I think not even just in your career, but in a lot of careers where, kids, teens, college kids are anxious to jump ahead into whatever it is they think their next step is, but they, they cut their legs out from under them because they don't build those relationships and bonds of people that they're going to fall back on, or they're going to need to know later. And they mm -hmm. just want, they're just so anxious, but you gotta, you gotta ride that through and make all those connections and meet all those people. And that's where yeah. your stability. I mean, and as a, as a songwriter, you can still write songs. You still yeah. get your fulfillment you just may not be financially stable to do it, but you know, that, that, yeah, that time just kind of has to work its way in, but you can still be writing, you can still be producing, you know, working with other people and, and getting yourself prepared for whatever may come. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. It's a unique thing. Okay. So can you give us a little taste of the new song before we sign off? Oh, sure. Awesome. <laughs> yes. I want to sit back and relax. And yeah. This. We're just going to hang out. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I 
Uh, this, is a, this, this is, like I said, this is a song uh, by me and Luke Wade. We wrote uh, last year in November. It's going to be on the album uh, and coming out on Friday. It's called Waking Up To You. I was on the run from no one. Home was a stranger. Wake to every single day, right out of nowhere. You kick the door down. I see the light now. Gotta move for it's too late. Have you ever seen someone who first saw the sun? Their first step, will you teach them to run? Waking up to you, you're my morning coffee, the stars in my eyes. Gotta see this through. I know you're counting on me to show you how to shine. Light. I was just guessing, thinking a blessing, waking to every single day, making you egos, stepping on Legos, now I can't let go, gotta show you how to dream, have you ever seen someone who first saw the sun, took their first step? Will you teach them to run? Wake it up to you. You're my morning coffee, the stars in my eyes. Gotta see this through. I know you got no need to show you how to shine like the stars in the desert sky. Shine like the sparks on the 4th of July I finally see, I finally see the truth Waking up to you Waking up to you Waking up to you so much awesome. yes. especially being yeah. like on this phase of life and, yeah uh, and seeing kind of looking back at it yeah, yeah looking back at that the legos the whole thing i'm <laughs> oh okay that's awesome <laughs> yeah oh, man. well i'm so glad you guys enjoyed it and, and that was yeah. beautiful i'm gonna put a reminder on my calendar right now to grab that on friday yep oh cool thank you <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna get this episode out so it will debut with the song yeah so we'll have this oh. Okay. There you go. Well, that's a pretty good turnaround. Most people um, are like, yeah. we're gonna bump it on up. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
David, thank you so much for taking time with us today. And thank you for sharing that beautiful song with us. It was just so heart touching to me as a mom of adult kids now those days. And you are kind of training them up for all those things and just teaching them how to walk and all the things. And now they're just running on their own. And so, okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It is. Thank y'all so much. Y'all are awesome. Thank you for being my friends and just for uh, asking me to be on this. This has been awesome. Absolutely, David. We look forward to watching you with much success in the future. Thank you. Okay. Take it easy. Have a great day. Give the best to the kids for me. All right. All right. sure will. Thank you. Take care. guys. Rebecca, were you crying a little bit there? A little bit. I got a little teary-eyed. Getting a little emotional? Yes. It's yeah, just that was so good. Thinking back to just being in the trenches, raising yeah. those kids, but also what a blessing it is. And like waking up to you makes it sound delightful. And it really <laughs> is. Well, some days yeah. are delightful. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was thinking, you know, waking up to you, very sweet and whatever. But in my mind, also, I'm thinking of the times they just run and jump on you on the bed and it's time to get up. And, you know, it is. Well, now we don't, want, we don't want Jake to do that now. We don't want any of them None to do it. They're all 6'4". Yeah. So no jumping on the bed. No jumping on yes. the bed. You have to be under five foot to jump on the bed <laughs> with us. So, and I just love that you could see in that moment, like, we lost Tribble for a moment there. Yeah. Because yeah. when he got into the song, it was so cool to see him just get lost in that song. Yeah, I love and it. And that's just, you can tell that's a performer that they're just getting lost in the song. Yeah. So, and yeah. not thinking about anything else around them. So that yeah. was pretty cool. Totally, yeah. So we're so proud of him and all that he's accomplished. We hope you guys go out and grab this song on Friday. It's going to be awesome. I've already listened to a little bit of it even since we recorded this interview. I mean, I just can't stop. Yeah. So you guys are really going to love it. Hope you enjoyed this interview. Hardy Party at Five and a Half, over and out. We'll see you next time. Now I can't let go. Gotta show you how to dream. Have you ever seen someone who first saw the sun? Took their first.